It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing good, man. What's up? Not too much. I'm uh, going to try to do the housekeeping stuff at the beginning tonight. Number one, search Locked On Titans on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the site, download, tell your friends. Um, that helps us. It helps you get the podcast as soon as they're available. So please do that. And again, we welcome feedback. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. You can follow Terry on Twitter at tlertfb. We also write on musiccitymiracles.com, so you, uh, SB Nation site for the Titans. So you can check us out there. You can communicate with us there. And we would appreciate you subscribing to the show and uh, rating and reviewing the show as well. Uh, also tonight, got to tell you about MyBookie, uh, which is just a fantastic website if you're into uh, sports betting. It's MyBookie.ag. You can check them out. Uh, the, the best part about it is their mobile site. You don't have to download an app. You just go straight to the site. You can uh, punch in MyBookie.ag. You can bet on games before the games. You can bet on games during the games. I mean, all that other stuff that that you know that you want to do. You can check it out there. Um, if you use the promo code Locked On NFL, you'll get a fi- up to a fifty percent deposit bonus for your first deposit. So check that out. Use that. It's really cool. Um, and it's, you know, it's, some of the sites out there are shady, but you can trust the people over at mybookie.ag. All right. All that being said, time to talk a little Titans. Uh, they were back on the practice field today. Remember, they're out in Arizona. Uh, they stayed out there between the two West Coast games that they have. Um, and, you know, there was some concern about Marcus Mariota. Talk a little bit more about that after we hit the injury stuff. But, um he was a full go in practice. No doubt he's going to be able to play on Sunday. Uh, Taylor LeJuan missed practice. Philip Supernall missed practice. Jonathan Cyprian missed practice. Uh, they, they don't sound too concerned on any of those guys. Uh, we talked about LeJuan. He's got, he had some back spasms, but he said after, after practice he expects to go. Um, Cyprian had back spasms as well. Apparently in, on this team, like when somebody gets something, the, half the team gets it. It's, it's contagious. Now it's, yeah, now it's back spasms. I don't really understand that. But uh, Philip Supernall got an ankle injury. Derek Morgan returned on a limited basis. So, uh, you know, he missed last game with a knee injury. Hopefully he'll be able to get back out there this week. Uh, like I said a minute ago, Marcus Mariota, you know, Paul Kaharski had the report today that Mariota is still suffering from the hamstring, um, that there's a chance that his ankle could require a cleanup procedure in the offseason uh, from the surgery that he had last offseason where they put the plate and the screws and all that stuff in. So, you know, I don't think any of us are surprised to hear that Mariota has been bothered uh, by, by you know, some repercussions from last year's injury. Uh, we, we, we've noticed that he's just he's, he's looked a little bit different. Um, so not, not really surprising to hear that. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's if it makes us feel a little bit better, maybe to get some confirmation that he is still dealing with some physical stuff that, that's holding him back. Uh, I just hope that he doesn't develop some mental stuff from the physical stuff that he's been suffering from this year because we were talking a little bit about this before we jumped on here, but he looks like a different quarterback just with his confidence and his presence in the pocket and all that stuff than he did last year. Yeah, and it goes deeper than the ankle. He's still dealing with the the hamstring, and you know he came back really fast from that. Uh, you said he's dealing with some shoulder stuff, per Karski's report. So just really banged up, uh, and, and that's kind of – I don't feel like we talked about it enough, uh, but 
look, if he's banged up, then, then that gives him an excuse. It gives him a free pass. And I don't want, maybe excuse isn't the right word, but it makes me feel better personally uh, knowing that he's dealing with something, and, and maybe that's the reason why uh, he, he's looking like he is. Uh, and, and look, you know that the shoulder deal it might be affecting his accuracy. The you know the foot deal might be affecting him in the pocket. The you know the hamstrings it might be affecting his mobility. So it, it probably all adds up to a, an overall lack of confidence. Um, so it, it might just boil over. Uh, if anyone needs a reset button, it's Marcus Mariota, and, and really this entire offense. But uh, you just hope that this year is kind of just just an outlier. So you, you hope he can come back fresh, healthy next year and, and kind of leave all this in the, in the past. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I, I just I, I hope I hope there's not any long term repercussions, like I said, mentally from this year. That that's my that's my fear at this point. Um, you know, and, and as far as the rest of this year goes, uh, you know, I, I did a Q and A Q&A thing with Niners Nation uh, earlier today, and they were asking about Mariota and like what the expectations are for the rest of this year, and then going forward, you know, for the Titans in 2018. And, like, I mean, this year I don't really know what to expect. I don't expect this offense to just all of a sudden everything to click and it to be like it was last year. Um, I mean, I think we've pretty much seen what this offense is going to be this year. Hopefully they can make a, make a few slight improvements, win a couple of these games, get in the playoffs, you know, be competitive, um, and then next year come back and, and build on that. But, like I said, my, my concern is going forward with him and what he's going to be able to do. And, you know, Garski made the point because I guess people were, you know, everybody was panicking when, you know, it was out there that he was going to need another procedure this offseason. He's going to miss another offseason. You know, that's the, that's a lot of the talk's been as, as far as him being, I, I, you know, things not being in rhythm this year. But when you're talking about a, a, the, the procedure that he would have to have, it's like a scope deal. So you're talking about, you know, two to, two to four weeks or, or something along those lines. So it wouldn't be anything that's going to keep him out of the offseason program, you know, what he has right now. So no, no reason to to panic on that there. Um, you know, and, and people are talking around. He's, he's injury prone. He's, you know, just a little bit more talented Jake Locker and all that stuff. You know, whatever. And, you know, the, the guy, I mean, that's stupid. No, not whatever. That is stupid. Um, but, you know, the guy that I, that I go back to a little bit is Matthew Stafford. You know, he had that reputation early in his career. A guy that's always banged up, couldn't stay on the field, you know, always always something going on with him. And you've seen, I mean, it's just it's just part of playing the position. Some years you're going to stay really clean and, and not have these injuries. Some years you're going to have them. And Marcus just happens to have had them uh, for the majority. The majority of them, the majority of his injuries have come from things, not not necessarily things where he's out there running. I mean, a lot of it's been in the pocket and that kind of stuff. Now the hamstring, he did tweak on a run this year. But I don't know that you can really say that because he ran, that happened. I mean, you know, quarterbacks have to move around. Like, this kind of stuff just happened. But, you know, so, I mean, I don't think, you know, last year the, the ankle injury or the, you know, the broken fibula, he was he was scrambling in the pocket. It wasn't like he was running. So, you know, I mean, I think everybody needs to just calm down with that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and just, you know, like we've seen that he, that he can be good. He's had, you know, he's been on the bad – bad luck side of injury so far and so you hope in the future that you'll see that kind of stuff balance out and typically it does i'm just so shocked that that people have just totally forgotten what he did last year you know it's i know they haven't but it seems like they have 
uh, or maybe they just don't care anymore. But I, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's just a year removed from from tearing up the league, from looking off linebackers and making no look touchdown passes. I, I mean, this guy was doing some next level stuff, some some elite level stuff, uh, and and he's just he's fallen by the wayside this year. It, it, it's a it's a wasted year stats wise for him. Uh, but the team's good enough to where they've, they've been winning games uh, in, in spite of him. So, uh, look, with the Jake Locker stuff, you never saw these the highs that Marcus Mariota had. You never saw those highs with Jake Locker. So uh, to even mention him in the same breath, it, it, it's ridiculous at, at this point. So uh, I, I know everybody's frustrated. Everybody wants him healthy. I'm sure he wants to be healthy, but uh, be patient with it. You know, he's still in year three. There's still plenty of room to grow, uh, and and like I've said for the the entire week, this is not who Marcus Mariota is. I, I refuse to believe. Yeah, and we've already like you're saying we've already seen just ridiculously more talented things from Mariota than we did from Locker. Um, so that, that's that's a stupid comparison. I don't understand what people want to make it. But anyway, that's kind of where we are. All right, let's talk again real quick about my bookie. Um, obviously, you know Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, if you're like me, you got a bunch of people to buy presents for. You spend a lot of money. Uh, you, you can try to make some of that money back by betting on games at mybookie.ag. Um, you, you know, I, I will say this. Where you bet is almost important as, as what you're betting on. Um, like I said, there, there's some shady sites out there. You don't know who you can trust and that kind of stuff. Mybookie.ag is the only site we recommend. Um, you can trust them. They're, you know, there's, they're, they've got a lot of security and stuff behind them. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. And you can, you can bet the money line. You can bet one side. You can bet the total. I mean, all that kind of stuff. You can hit on mybookie.ag. Like I said from the beginning, the, the coolest part about it is, is their mobile website. You just pick up your phone. You, you're, you're watching the game. You, you're wondering, hey, what's the, what's the line in the second half on this game? You can just pick up your phone, punch it in. You get it right there. You can hit it real quick. You don't even have to get an app. You don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. You can just log on and do it. Again, like we said from the beginning, use Locked On NFL as the promo code, and you get up to a 50% deposit bonus when you join. So that's obviously really cool. But check it out. Go to mybookie.ag. Check it out right there. You play, you win, you get paid. It's really that simple. So, again, mybookie.ag. Check them out. There's a lot of cool stuff that, that they have available there. All right, so moving into the 49ers a little bit. Um, we were talking a little before we came on about the 49ers defense, and the the interesting interesting thing about them, they're bad against the run, which obviously which obviously should bode well for the Titans and what they want to do. They're also bad against perimeter receivers. They're good in the middle of the field, uh, pretty strong against tight ends, um, but they have two of the weaker corners in the league. Um, and so, you know, you think that game that sets up really well for the Titans if they can. You know, we know. Regardless of what's going on, they're going to come out and try to establish the run. Um, so in this game, hopefully they should be able to have some success doing that. Get that going. Start to work the play action off of that. Get Rashard Matthews, you know, who missed two weeks and then saw a lot of Patrick Peterson this, this past week. So he's been quiet for a little bit. Get him involved. Get Corey Davis involved. I mean, you've got playmakers out there. And so hopefully this will be a game where the Titans will be able to take advantage of some of the weaknesses that the 49ers have on defense. Yeah, really, just what the doctor ordered—a uh, soft team against the run. Uh, you know, this team's built to to run the football as bad as they've been this year. Uh, still, getting a team like this uh, could could give them an opportunity to kind of get things right. And, and I think we saw some positive steps uh, last week against the Cardinals. So, I, and they went away from it in the second half. 
Uh, I, I thought they, they threw the ball too, too much in the fourth quarter, especially with Marcus playing the way he was. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they had some, some – some a couple of good drives. Uh, obviously, the touchdown drive was pretty much all the run game there. So, uh, some positive steps there. Maybe they can take a step forward. And, and then, you know, to kind of look ahead one more week, the Rams are at twenty eighth against the run. So, you know, we're all kind of already counting that Rams game as a loss. The Titans kind of entered that one uh, in a, you know, in a in a plus matchup there. So, back to back weeks there that you're kind of getting a break against some run defenses. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, that's a game that we're, we're all kind of afraid of. But, you know, it, it is here. Um, so they have that going for me. And we'll obviously get into that a lot more next week. But the Rams, I mean, the turnaround is just remarkable. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah, you, you get a couple of soft matchups here. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, Marcus hasn't played well, obviously. Um, but even against these teams that are bad, the, the, for the most part, the, the defenses that the, that the Titans have faced have been good. Um, you know, the Colts and the Tags are not very good on defense. But when you look at these other games, like the, the Cardinals are really good on defense. The Browns are actually good on defense, you know, going all the way back to that game. But, I mean, even the Ravens and, and those types of teams that, you know, you think of as being bad teams. But it's really they're bad offensive teams. They they have good defenses and are strong against the run. And we've talked about how you know this offensive line is just not as good as it was last year. They're not getting the push that they were last year. Um, you know we, we throw the PFF stat on the site that on Sunday against the Cardinals, the Titans running backs averaged point four yards per carry before con- point four yards before contact. So meaning that the Titans the, the running backs were getting hit before they even gained a yard. Um, last year, this team was averaged 2.3 yards per carry before contact. Um, so, I mean, obviously a huge swing there, and, you know, we saw what, what the result of that was. But, you know, this is a, these are a couple of different teams that we have coming up here, and so hopefully the Titans will be able to get back to a little bit of what it is they want to do. And, you know, for all the problems that Marcus has had this year, the one place that he's still been really good has been in play action. Um, you know, he's been able to take advantage of that when, when they've been able to, you know, set up the, you know, when they've been able to run to set that up a little bit. And so hopefully, again, that'll be what they can do this week. And you can see them be able to take advantage of, of some matchups and that kind of stuff. It'd be a great game to see Corey Davis get his first touchdown, see him break out a little bit. I mean, he's going to have, he's going to be in a good, in a good matchup here. Um, so it'd be really good to see them get him involved because, again, you know, again, we got people that are, you know, rushing to call him a bust. <laughs> but like like you said at the beginning, I mean, you can't – it's impossible to judge any of the receivers in this offense, but especially a rookie receiver, especially guys miss as much time as he has. With his offense being as broken as it is, you, 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 we don't possibly we, – we can't possibly know what he's capable of at this point. Yeah, they're throwing for 150 yards a game. So, I mean, let, let's chill on the Corey Davis bus talk until Marcus gets right, until this offense kind of kind of finds its footing there. So, uh, yeah, defensively for San Francisco, anybody really scare you? Um, I, I know they've got DeForest Buckner there in the middle. He's really, really good uh, guy that I loved in the draft process. Uh, they've got Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster, baby. Reuben Foster, yes. Uh, so two really good pieces in that front seven, but really outside of that, there's not a lot there. Uh, so, you, you know, they don't really have any corners that, that scare you. They don't really have any pass rush. Um, so it, it's it's really interesting, it, you know, if, if the Titans can't run the ball in this spot, 
I'm throwing in the towel. You know, it's just not going to happen this year. And so something is fundamentally broken if they can't run the football against the 49ers. You know, and I, I hear you, and I, and I understand what you're saying, but you might want to have that towel handy because I don't know. I just I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I've thrown and, it you know, a couple times already, this year, so, right? To be fair. And if, and if it's going to be another one of these deals where it, it struggles for three quarters and then, you know, Derrick Henry rips off a long one in the fourth quarter and that proves that everything's okay, yeah. you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's setting up for something like that here um, because that's what they've been able to do against the, the Colts and the Texans and the teams that just aren't that good on defense. But it took them, you know, that long to be able to really establish anything. So, yeah, we'll kind of see how it goes. But, yeah, like you said, there, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot to strike fear uh, in you here on this defense, and it, it should be a spot where the Titans offense can come out and get some things done. And like you said, if they can't, then it's really, really, really is time to give up. Let me, and so along those lines, before we before we switch gears and talk about the, the 49ers offense, um, you know, I think the last I looked, the Titans implied total was 21. What, what do you think about that number? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of it. I think they're coming in lower. Uh, I think getting the 20 points would be a kind of a reach here uh just just you know really over the past past month it, they seem to get, be getting worse and they were never good to start you know they had a couple good show, showings against jacksonville against seattle but really after that it, it's just been just not a lot there so they seem to be getting worse to me yeah and you know i i, I do a post every week at the beginning of the week looking at the line and the, and the totals and all that stuff and for weeks i kept telling you to take the over on the Titans offense, and if you were doing that, you're living on the street right now. Um, and finally, last week, I, I, I said, all right, let's, let's take the under, and I was right. And, and again, like I said in, in the post I did this week, I was I, I was, I just 21, man. Titans can get 21 against the 49ers, and I'm like, you know what? Never mind. Let's just, let's just, let's, let's just, let's assume under. So, save your and, money. Until, yeah, and, until we see something different. But hey, maybe this is the week. All right, coming up, we will, uh, like I said, shift gears a little bit and talk about the 49ers offense. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. We got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging, with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so obviously, you know, you, you kind of have to throw out any numbers that you want to pull up and look at for the for the 49ers offense because it's a different team now with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Um, you know, he's played the last two games. They've won those games. He looks like the real deal. Um, you know, we know – Cal Shanahan's history with quarterbacks and you know how what he's done for them you see the difference in Matt Ryan's game with Shanahan calling the, calling the plays last year versus Shanahan not being there this year um you know the struggles there so I mean I, I think there there's something to that um and you know how how good Jimmy Garoppolo has been early on but you know it, it's going to be an, it's an interesting interesting spot for the Titans because you know you're getting this offense and it's kind of hot um they don't have 
really weapons that that on paper really scare you. Um, but you got a guy, Marquis Goodwin, who obviously has a good rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know has gone like I said, he's averaged about 100 yards a game over the last two, and, and seeing a bunch of targets, a guy that can get down the field. But in the last couple of weeks, they've used him. You know, early early in the season, they were just throwing the ball. They were just you know he was just running really far, and they were throwing the ball to him. Um, now he's running more routes. Um, like I said, obviously that they've got a chemistry there. So you know, what what is it that you that you think will give the Titans the most trouble? As the 40, as far as the 49ers offense is concerned, I think it's definitely Garoppolo. Uh, you know, early in the season, this offense was running Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's had some down games. They they've got games where they just don't use him at all. So who's to say what they're going to do with him uh, this Sunday? But I, I think Jimmy G kind of makes this really makes this offense tick. Uh, you know, it's 48 of 72 so far, two touchdowns, uh, two two interceptions. So. Uh, yards per attempt is is way up. He's averaging nine yards per completion uh, to C.J. Beathard's six yards per completion. So, uh, obviously, the big plays are, are happening. Uh, you know, he's pushing the ball down the field. Uh, huge, huge upgrade from, from everything the 49ers trotted out early in the season. So, uh, it, it's a guy that we still don't know a lot about, though. I mean, he's still going to start his fifth game. So, he, he's still a young quarterback. And the Titans' pass rush has been has been getting after people, so uh, maybe that's a spot where the Titans can win. They can kind of get Jimmy off of his spot uh, and, and really force what I mean. He's basically still a rookie quarterback, so uh, but force the young young quarterback into some some mistakes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, he's not a rookie, but as far as playing time wise, you know, he basically is, like you said, and. There, there was a stat earlier in the year, and I can't remember what it was now, but Dick LeBeau has had ridiculous success against rookie quarterbacks. Now, obviously, Deshaun Watson kind of <laughs> shredded that up. But um, before that, you, you know, the, the numbers were really good there. So, yeah, I mean, I, and like you said, the, the Titans' pass rush has had a, a bit of a resurgence of late. Now, they've done that against bad offensive lines. Not only before now, offensive line is, is great, but I think it's better than uh, the, the Cardinals' offensive line is. So it'll be interesting to see. If they can, like you said, get to him and move him off of his spot because that's the key there. If you let if you let him sit back there, get in a rhythm, that kind of stuff, you know, he he's gonna he's gonna carve you up. Not a guy that wants to run around and and make things happen with his legs or even necessarily extend plays with his legs. So I, I think if you can make him move, um, if you can make him feel that pressure, then obviously that's the way to have success. And you know, they, like you said, they've done it the last couple of weeks, so hopefully that can continue. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure LeBeau's got some. Got some stuff that he'll he'll dial up here. They try to confuse him and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be interesting to watch, especially early in the game, to see if LeBeau tries to you know blitz and attack, or if he tries to get pressure just with the, with the front guys and, and kind of sit back in coverage. So um, it'd be kind of a little cat and mouse game there that we'll be watching uh, as the game goes along. So uh, it, it's going to be an interesting game. It's it's a game I still feel like the Titans should win. I feel like the Titans are the better team. But obviously, you know, Vegas swung it, and the the Forty Nineers are a two point favorite, um, and it's hard to blame them. It's hard to it, it's hard to argue that very hard after what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But you know, you got an eight win team going against a three win team. Uh, even if the eight win team doesn't, you know, looks like a bad eight win team, um, still a team that should be able to win. So 
that'll be interesting uh, uh, to watch. Any final thoughts on this game before we get into one last thing before we get out? I think the Titans have a big advantage up front uh, defensively. I, I think Jarrell Casey is in for a big game going against, up against Lakin Tomlinson, uh, Daniel Kilgore. And I, I think Walden and, and, and Morgan, assuming he plays, uh, is going to have a, a good day against St. Beatles. So I, I think the Titans will be able to get pressure on Garoppolo. And, and man, it, it just the, as the closer we get to this one, the, the more and more I feel like the Titans just kind of find a way. Yeah, I, I, I do too. But I, I don't know. In the back of my mind, that scares me a little bit because you know I just don't know if I can handle the the letdown like we had last week. All right, last thing thing we need to talk about before we get out is our old friend Kenny Britt <laughs> signing with the New England Patriots. He won't go away. Um, yeah, he won't go away. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's really shocking, right, that he got paid in Cleveland and it didn't work out. I mean, I just really thought that, you know, once, once Kenny Britt got paid, that he was really going to be motivated to go out there, especially on a bad team. Um, but that wasn't the case. Uh, so he got he got picked up, you know, New England like they are want to do. They will take a chance on a talented guy, even if he's had trouble in the past. What do you think about Kenny Britt's prospects in New England? Oh, wait, you're telling me Kenny Britt didn't work out as a Cleveland Brown? It's shocking. I know. I, I, I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't. It could go one of two ways. Does Kenny Britt want to be good? If he does, then he'll be good. If he doesn't care, then then he'll be Kenny Britt. So it, it's all want to with him. He's the most frustrating player I, I think that I've ever watched, honestly. And, and his jersey still hangs in my closet. So I, I bought in in the beginning, and, and he he broke me. So. Uh, no, I, I was rooting for him here. I, I really thought he was going to be great, and and he just he couldn't stay out of trouble. He didn't want it enough. So, who knows? I, I mean, he might be an all pro in New England. Yeah, dude's got all the talent in the world. Nobody's ever going to question the the physical abilities, but it's the mental side of the game that has gotten him in trouble. The desire to the desire to be good on the field and the desire to stay out of trouble off the field. So those are two things that do. That have kind of plagued him throughout his career. So, anyway, something to watch and just a guy we'll always kind of pay attention to, just because you know he was obviously a first round pick <laughs> from the Titans and and had some great games here, um, but more often than not was getting arrested versus you know having good games. So, anyway, all right, so that'll be it for the, us this week. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night, early Monday morning with reaction to hopefully a win over the 49ers. Again, you can follow Terry on Twitter at tlambertfb. Follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. You can check out our work on musiccitymiracles.com. And uh, like I said, we're talking about the Titans' ninth win of the season when we talk again on Sunday. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked on Titans, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.